two guys who love talking about a game within a game in association with Fantasy Football Scout. I'm Peterson. I'm Andrew. And this is FPL SciNet. Hello, managers. Welcome back to the FPL Signet Podcast. We are recording this on the leap day, Thursday, February the 29th. And as always, I'm joined by my man, Andrew, who... Much like Robin Hood is very good with a Bowen Green Arrow, Andrew. We laughed. Well, hey. I laughed, and you proved everyone wrong. I proved the doubters wrong. You laughed. <laughs> everyone, laughed. Everyone laughed. <laughs> but who's laughing now, baby? <laughs> you, you were like, you're like Borat. You're like, I've got a chair. I've got a chair. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. <laughs> Oh, that that was uh, a. Here's the funny thing: I was messaging you, and you were actually watching the game on delay. So there was like radio silence from you. Yeah, yeah. You are you. I saw a message come through for you from you, and I tried not to like look at it because I I hadn't started watching the game yet. I I was very invested in the game because I had Tony and Bowen, yeah, um, and Ariola, and uh, I was on a red arrow until that game started. Um, and so, you know, I thought if, if I get a goal from someone, then it might be enough just for a little green. So yeah, I dropped the kids off at school, came home, um, and then fired the game up after that, like on way on delay. Um, and then, yeah, I saw your message come through and I tried not to look at it, but I couldn't help myself and I did look at it. Um, and yeah, I, I, I wasn't actually sure whether it was a good thing or a bad thing because you gave me like a scared ghost emoji and then it said like Bowen or something. So I wasn't sure if it, if he'd absolutely popped off or whether, I don't know, he'd been sent off or like gone off injured or something. I couldn't tell. But um, yeah, when I started the game, it, it became pretty apparent after about six minutes that what the, uh, <laughs> what the emoji meant. So I was pretty happy. The, my original message to you was going to be like, fuck off now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I've got to admit like, it was pretty lucky, you know. Like I, I took a, I took you make a flyer your own on luck. Him. You make your own luck. You do, you do. Like I took a flyer on him. I thought, you know, there was a lot of things that I thought were going in his favor with Paqueta coming back, yeah. um, Antonio being back, um, and also just a bit of a fixture turn. And you know, I was hopeful of a goal. Uh, not in my wildest dreams. So I think he was going to get his first ever hat trick for West Ham. So yeah, that. Um, yeah, I mean, I did say on the show last week that I thought there was going to be a lot of goals in the game. The first game between them was 3-2, and this one was 4-2, so it kind of played out in a similar way. So I was hoping there'd be a lot of goals and that Bowen would be involved in some of it. So um turned out he was involved in almost all of it, which was fantastic. Well, there was method to your madness. So you, you, you know, you didn't really have a stab. You, you backed yourself. You had your reasons why, and there was a reason yeah. why you, t- you told me about it after you did the transfer because you told me I would have talked you out of it. <laughs> yeah, I knew you'd hate it. I didn't want to tell you before I was going to do it. Um, but, I, you know, I, I never, I, as I said on the on the show last week, I was never a big fan of the Huang transfer because I didn't really like the way that the Wolves um, style of play matched up against Sheffield. Um, ironically, like I thought he was going to do really well this week against Newcastle. That's more of a Huang game yeah um unfortunately he's injured now but i really think that the people that bought him last week they were going to get their payoff this week against newcastle that's how i felt but very unlucky for the people that bought him last week yeah yeah very unlucky they're a bit of a hangover for a lot of managers out there but <laughs> let, while, we're, while we're talking nice work. about oh, thank you. Uh, while we're talking about your side uh, with your inspired bowen 20 pointer let's go through the rest of your side because Yep. You know, that that was the cherry on top of a you know a really solid game week for you. Yeah, it was it was decent for sure. So I did take a hit. Um so my um yeah, I, I think it was seventy-four that I got, minus four. Yeah. So seventy points net. I got a blank from Ariola, two points. I got a clean sheet, a rare clean sheet from a defender. Nathan Ake got me six. Um, two from Gabriel, one from Estupinan, one for, from Pau Torres. So 
again, not great with the defense, but um, in attack, it kind of all clicked. I got 11 from Foden, the 20-pointer from Bowen, um, which is just, I just can't get over it. I'm still buzzing. Um, <laughs> 10 points from Saka, nine from Watkins, uh, Captain Harland for um, five points, double to 10. And then the only blank I got um, in my attacking players was Tony with two points. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, 70-pointer. Um, it's enough to get me a seventh green arrow in a row and I'm up to 112K now. Ooh, on the precipice of cracking the top 100K. Yeah, which is... Plenty of time to go tra- too. It's traditionally... when Just when I'm about to hit like a nice little threshold is traditionally the, the time where I have that shit the bed game week. So... Um, I am expecting it, if not this week, very soon. <laughs> well, no, I, I think you'll you'll be um, doing right there. But one of the issues you have with your side, which a lot of managers have at the moment, is Stupinon. And yep. <laughs> there was talk leading. I, I remember seeing on Saturday morning the talk that you know Deserbu was talking about how he had a Stupinon and Ansu Fatty around for a pasta dinner, and yep. everyone on on FPLX is like, "Oh, that's a good sign." Like. He's having yeah. him around for dinner. He's he's going to be back in the side, and whenever we needed, you know, players like this to perform, it's in a blank game week. And when the lineups came through again, I I couldn't believe it when I saw him on the bench once again. Yeah, um, encouraging signs in that game though. He got thirty minutes instead of like ten that he he has been getting. Um, so that was something. And I thought that in the thirty minutes he actually played all right. Yeah. Um. But having said that, he did get the start in the FA Cup this morning. And I don't know how he played overall, but it looked like he was partially responsible for the goal that the Wolves scored in the FA Cup this morning. So um, in the in the, the small little highlights clip that I saw. Yeah. Uh, so who knows? It, he might still be in uh, in the Deserby doghouse. Mm, he might be. Might, might not be getting invited around for... Person pasta again anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, he could have had his last uh, bowl of deserve pasta, unfortunately. <laughs> the last supper. <laughs> the last supper. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was you. A tremendous game week. Um, I also got a green arrow, not anywhere near as good as yours, but I'll take a green arrow in a blank game week. I finished up with 56 points. Now, unfortunately, I had no goalkeepers because Dubravka was out with an illness. Um, Gabriel with the two points there. Alex Moreno. Where do I start with Alex Moreno? Minus one. So subbed off before 60 minutes. Could have had an assist for a Tielemans goal, but he hit the post. Yep. Um, so that one's been a bit frustrating because there's been some elite point dodging there from Moreno having that goal ruled out for offside the prior week. And then, I yeah. Think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that the yellow card came in like the 55th minute. Um, oh, and then probably. he was subbed off in like the 59th minute, which I, yeah. I don't think he would have been subbed off if it wasn't for that um, that yellow card. So that was uh, super unlucky, uh, yeah. to be honest. But what do you do? Yeah, well, I mean, at least I got the predicted, you know, thing right that he was going to start. But yeah, it's it's a little bit of a problem. But at the moment, it, he probably gets a stay of execution. The big one, the big one for me this week was Lamptey. So when I wild-carded in, I think it was game week eight, I wild-carded. I bought Lamptey yeah. in. He basically had barely played and then and only recently broken back into the side. So um, the fact that he started in this blank game week when I needed needed him to start and, you know, got the clean sheet and he literally got subbed off on 60 minutes. Which was yep. amazing. So banked, banked he, those he got clean sheet points. For a stupid nun, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it was right on sixty minutes. Yeah. So and then you know Brighton conceded not too long afterwards, which was um, disappointing for them. But Lamptey did what he had to do. Yeah. Pascal Gross seven points, another another assist right at the death, and max bonus as well. So he's just a, an absolute hoover when it comes to bonus points. Foden eleven points. He's I love. I love Phil at the moment. Saka with 10, he's amazing. De Bruyne, zero, so six minutes and got a yellow card. But it was looking like De Bruyne was going to be an issue for me. But then having seen what City did in the FA Cup yesterday morning against Luton and him and Haaland just teaming up for five goals, it could have actually been six um, had Haaland put one of them through. So that's given me a lot of food for thought, especially up against a very wonky Man United attack. 
Absolutely. I'd be very confident that he's going to start that Man United game, having got through a solid 90 minutes in the FA Cup. Yeah, that's what I, um, that's so what I think I, too. I think he's a. I think he's kind of like a medium to long term problem, but I think for this game week, he's actually a great person to have. So I wouldn't be stressed about um, about him this week at all. Mm, so yeah, then it's gone from a problem to not a problem for me. Yeah, Harlan captain like yourself. I had Watkins nine points, and yeah, um, Dom Solanke two points. Uh, so yeah, that was me. Fifty six points, green arrow, four hundred sixty one k. So keep moving and hopefully, I think that I was saying to you before, I think that's now my, what was it, fourth or sixth green arrow in a row? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. I thought you said said fourth, I think. Yeah, I think it was fourth, yeah. Um, I mean, to get a green arrow when you had no goalkeeper, a minus one from one of your defenders and a zero pointer from your, like, most expensive midfielder, I think. uh, (laughs) I'll take that. Yeah, I'd take that as well. I'd take that and run. Like, that's... That uh, there's a lot of a lot of things went wrong for you in that game week. So for you to have a small green arrow, I think is a pretty good result. No, we'll um, definitely take that. But we saw this morning the FA Cup fixtures um, were run and done, and now we have you know we actually have a clear picture about what's happening in um, blank game week 29, and it is as bad as what we feared. So there were no upsets in the cup, was there? No, no. I mean, you could argue that. Chelsea beating Leeds was an upset, right? <laughs> but no, your boys um, took a hell of a beating. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, they they kind of played a, a few kind of reserve players themselves. So um, yeah, it, when when the Leeds lineup came out, I I was less confident. But in terms of my FPL team, I was you know I I kind of wanted Chelsea to win just uh, just for the max chaos. I didn't I didn't want you know, people to have all of a sudden three extra players for blank game week 29. So um, I didn't mind that result at all, to be honest. Yeah, and probably makes FPL a bit bit more interesting with a few more decisions to be made. But yeah, talking about that that Leeds game, I, yeah, when I saw the lineup, I thought, oh, this is a good chance for Chelsea. But I thought the same thing with the League Cup final the other day when I saw Liverpool's lineup and that did not work out as planned. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, true. There is a difference between Liverpool's uh, a weekend Liverpool lineup and a weekend Leeds lineup, though. <laughs> true. There's a, there's a slight difference. Yeah, a slight difference. But um, yeah. So the the confirmed fixtures that we actually have for um for game week twenty nine. So we have Burnley up against Brentford, Luton hosting Nottingham Forest, Fulham hosting Spurs, West Ham, Aston Villa. So on paper, not some not great. Overall, but no. there's probably enough there, asset wise, that managers looking to sort of, you know, make their way th- way through, maybe with a couple hits, and you know, maybe not fielding an eleven, but saving their free hit. It's 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 probably doable. Yeah, I think, um, I think there's going to be a lot of people that kind of muddle through with like seven, eight players, maybe, you know, yeah, maybe nine players, and I think that's probably going to be okay. Um, I think if if you got the key players, I think the key players you need are probably Watkins, I don't know, Sun, maybe um, maybe like Ivan Tony. Who else is there? Uh, I mean, Jared Bowen's obviously a really good option. Um, yeah. Douglas Louise, those kind of guys. Like, I think if you've got ma- most of the main bases covered, you can probably muddle through and survive it okay. Yeah. Um, but on, there's also an opportunity there to use a chip and to maybe make 15, 20 points on the field. Um, you know, using a using a, a free hit in a in a blank game week is is pretty risk free. It might not have the same upside, but it's risk free because you're replacing zeros with numbers. You know, whereas if you use it in a double game week, you're replacing points with um, possible, well, hopefully more points. But you know, you never know. In a double game week, you can take out more points than you put in. So there's more upside using it in a double game week, but using it in the blank, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it is a safe strategy to use your free hit in a blank. So I can, I can sort of see a split, um, you know, maybe half people are going to use their free hit and maybe half the people are going to try to muddle through and we'll see um, who comes out on top. The reason why I think it's possible to get through without using a chip, right. Is looking at these fixtures. I actually don't see any clean sheets. No, I don't think I see any at all either. Yeah. Um, like, what's the biggest chance of a clean sheet there? Look, maybe the biggest chance of a clean sheet, maybe Brentford against Burnley, maybe. but 
Like Brent, I wouldn't be confident. Brentford's defense is hot trash. Yeah, that's right. Like, that's they, they. Yeah, there's no Pinnock and there's possibly no Ben Mee, which is their two best centre backs, right? Mm. Their two first choice centre backs. I don't know how long those injuries. I mean, Pinnock's not going to be back for 29, um, and I don't think we've had an update on Ben Mee, but he went off um, in the last game um, on 60 minutes with an injury. So if both of those guys are out, then. Even they've got Burnley, don't they? Even Burnley are going to score against them for sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so I'm not yeah. confident about any clean sheets there. Yeah, I honestly think there's going to be no clean sheets at all in the blank game week, and you you you're going for appearance points and possibly an attacking return from guys like you know Alfie Doughty or you know Pedro Porro if he's fit, those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the key is now is if you're still undecided and you're making transfers this game week, like. Just bring in a player from one of those sides. Like maybe it's getting someone in like Hung Min Sun or another. Yeah. Like it could be Douglas getting in Douglas Louise. Like if you don't have yeah. him, I mean most most managers have Watkins out there, but at least you're still giving yourself that option when you get to game week 29 that you can be like, okay, actually don't want to roll this side off free hit or oh, you know, just with a few more transfers, I can I can get there. You know who else you could bring in? More pay. Jared Bowen. <laughs> he's an option he's an option <laughs> look at him <laughs> all aboard the ball train yeah that's it well I mean they do have the they are home to Villa aren't they in game week 29 yeah 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 it's definitely I mean Villa's defense is very uh, very suspect at the moment especially away from home so mm. um, I don't think I think Bowen's a good option for 29 as well the The funny thing was is after that hat trick the other day there was a lot of um is Bowen an option for the next few game weeks? Like tweets yeah. like that. And I was just like, piss off. No one's been, besides besides you, no one has to be talking about Bowen. I, you know what? To be fair, I did hear one or two people talk about Bowen. I know that like um, Andy left Let's Talk FPL. He was talking all week about considering bringing Bowen in. There was a one or two others. I can't remember. They No, no one that I'm aware of actually did it, but they were, there were some people considering it. Um, he does have... You know, one of the reasons why I brought him in is because he's also got Burnley at home in game week 28. So yeah. Burnley at home, followed by Villa at home, who, whose defense is very shaky. Um, you know, I, I, I liked I liked the the fixtures for the next four, which is why I brought him in. But um, yeah, I mean, it, there was a lot of hindsighting after Huang blanked and then Bowen <laughs> scored a hat trick. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely a lot of um, captain hindsight um, merchants up up there. So. Uh, now that we've that the dust has settled and we know exactly what's happening, are you still in the camp that you're going to play your way through it? Because you're probably more settled on to actually do that. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely planning on playing through um, and not using a chip in 29. The only problem I've got, because I have been sort of planning, I've been planning for it really since game week 26. You know, one of the reasons why um, I didn't go all in on the Liverpool double game week was because I didn't want to waste too many transfers bringing in players and then having to bring them out. You know, I wanted to, yeah, use my free transfers to work towards 29. Um, so I have been working towards it for a while now. The issue I'm facing though is that uh, quite a few of my game week 29 players are injury doubts. Yeah. Um, that was my next. That was my next question. Yeah. So I've got quite a few um, players that I had kind of slated for to play for me in game week 29 that have um, that are injury doubts you know I've, I've got Poro he, there's still no confirmation on whether he's um, you know when he's going to be back um, just in the last half hour or hour there's been some reports on Twitter of potentially like an unsubstantiated rumor of a Richarlison injury um, you know I've this week, I also brought in Pau Torres, who almost immediately got injured. We don't know what the what the situation is with him as well. So it could it could turn out that sort of all my best laid plans are um, are kind of impacted by injury, and you know I might not be as well set up for game week twenty nine as I thought. But having said that, um, at this stage, I am still planning on uh, getting through game week 29 without using a transfer. So sorry, without using a chip. So I'm, I'm going to continue to focus my transfers on game week 29. Yeah. Um, yeah. Between now and then, and I'll just get, I guess I'll see how it, what the, what the lay of the land looks like when we get there. Yeah. That's yeah. It's something, yeah. It'll be annoying if you get to 29 and those issues are still issues. 
Like at least yeah. you've got the next couple of weeks to to like yeah. review it. But yeah, if it was like this coming game week, you'd almost definitely have to free hit because yeah, you can go in with the question marks on Poro and Torres and potentially Richarlison as well. Yeah, exactly right. I'm kind of glad that this is all cropped up now rather than in game week 29 itself because, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully all of those injuries are either non-existent or minor and they're all going to be back for 29. And, you know, obviously um, now that we don't have a blank game week anymore, like I can afford to bench those guys and and just, um, you know, keep them there for, for 29. Um, but I guess we'll see. I, I am hopeful that um, Ange, Big Ange, will be quite honest in his um, in his press conference. So hopefully we find out a fair bit about Poro and Richarlison in um, before the deadline this week. Mm. Do we do another Ange impersonation? Oh yeah, mate. You know I'm you know I'm one of those managers. You know, like I, I like to I like to think that um, you know I've got some integrity. So I don't think there's any any point lying about injuries. Like, you know, why, why would you do that? You know, the players are available. They're available. If they're not, they're not. Simple as that, mate. <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right, now it's your turn, Pete. No, I'm not doing. I'm not stopping that. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> okay, so we let's move on. So you, what are you going to do in game week 29? Look, I, I'm I'm set up more for the free hit because I barely have anyone available. Um, once I get to once I get to 29, I only have Moreno in my side. Watkins and Doughty and Charlie Taylor. That's it. So it's just it's too many, too many hurdles yeah. between now and then. I mean, I've look as I said before. Um, you know, like in the past, I've always been like, uh, you know, I've always been of the opinion that it's best to use your um, free hit chip in a blank game week. Yeah, like, you really. I mean, it doesn't seem very exciting, but you really can gain fifteen to twenty points. On the field, even in a pretty underwhelming double, uh, underwhelming single, or sorry, blank game week. Yeah. Um, it might not be exciting, but you can. And I really, the if if you're gaining fifteen to twenty points from a chip, then it's a successful chip. So, um, I wouldn't worry about it at all. Like it's sort of the way that my teams worked out. You know, a few weeks ago, I realized I didn't have to use the chip in twenty nine if I sort of followed the path I followed. But, um, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with using it in that game week at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I yeah, mean, you've for... got you've got plenty of free transfers to set up for game week 34, 37, the doubles in those in those um game weeks. So you can you know, with some good planning, you can um you can definitely be set up well for those without having to use a free hit in one of those. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, for me it's just gonna it, it makes things much easier to navigate. Like I don't have to constantly think about the transfers I'm I'm either targeting or thinking of, and more so like the players I'd be taking out. They're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I, you know, for 29, it'd be great to have Sun and, and Tony and, and and all these other players. But then it's like, okay, well, which players am I taking out for those players? And do I actually want them in the long term? So yeah, weighing it up. You want to take out players like Saka and Palmer, for example, who you've built yeah. quite a lot of um, team value in. And, you know, just for the sake of a blank game week, how much team value are you going to lose if, you, if you're taking players like, like that yeah. Out. So yeah. you've got to consider that as well. So if, if you are going to um, free hit in 29, um, do you have in your head like a likely wildcard game week for you? I haven't really planned it out yet. That, that's that's the thing. So, I mean, looking at looking at those fixtures, when you get to tw- 29, like you, you'd want, yeah, triple, you probably want triple Villa. You probably want double West Ham. You probably want, you know, at least double Spurs and, then a sprinkling of like yeah Brentford Forest Luton so I mean I was sort yeah. of thinking of front line of like Tony um a one year and Ollie Watkins and then you yep. know midfield of like you know you go Hummin Sun probably Jared Bowen um trying to think who else you could get you know maybe like a, a Richarlison or a Madison yeah. as well Richarlison or Madison and and maybe or like Douglas Louise. Yeah. I was going to say you probably want maybe two Tottenham mids and maybe one Villa mid. Yeah, maybe um, as well. So Douglas Louise or Bailey, and then yeah. I don't know. I'd defense. probably be going like a three-four-three. Three. So yeah, you go yeah. Alfie Dowdy, Porro if he's fit. Maybe um, uh, who else? Uh, oh. Reguli, Regulon. You know, maybe yeah, possibly. Burnley. Yeah, and then you know 
whichever goalkeeper looks good at the time. I yeah. think it's actually going to be a really simple free hit to put together. There's not that, probably there's not going to be that many dilemmas because there's not going to be that many players to choose from. You know, yeah. your dilemma might be which Aston Villa mid. Yeah, um, I I think like when you look at these teams, you can really narrow it down to like two or three players from each side. Like yeah. if you look in a forest, what besides someone like either Gibbs White or One Year, like maybe a Langer, like. But and yeah, Spurs, yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's probably going to be an easy free hit to, to make. It'll I be mean, an easy free hit. Yeah, there's going to be a, a lot of teams that game week are going to be exactly the same, uh, probably bar one or two players. So just yeah, be great sure. to get more pain. <laughs> it would. It just, would. Just for the lols. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. I would love you to get him in. I'd love him to score for you. I really would. I could just I could get a t-shirt made. I got more pain. <laughs> So if you free hit in 29, when do you think you're wildcard? Like straight after? Or yeah, just sort of wait until, you know, just before 34 when the double's happening? Or Yeah, I, I think you could probably, I mean, while um, going through 29 with the free hit, like this, you could probably navigate the next few game weeks with mm. just transfers anyway. Like there's not too many players you'd be wanting to get get rid of. But, yeah, maybe it's a it's a case of getting down to to you know, 34, maybe attacking that double and then maybe wildcarding out of that. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's that's the other advantage of free hitting in 29 versus me. So I'm pretty much dead ending, dead ending into 29. Yeah. And I think, I, I think game week 30, the fixtures are pretty good for the teams that have got good, like got fixtures in 29. They've got pretty good fixtures in 30 as well. Yeah. But really when you get to game week 31, you're, you're hitting like that emergency wildcard button. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm probably going to have to wildcard before. Like your your team's going to be a, um have a lot more longevity than mine. You might be able to last until just before 34, or even as you say after 34, and then really attack the last few game weeks. Um, by yeah, by using the free hit. Yeah, it might might be might be a case of that, but yeah, that's sort of like the rough idea I've been floating around in my head. I was sort of already locked in on that that free hit 29 anyway this morning just basically rubber stamp that yeah, yeah yeah i just i just don't want to have to have that headache but you know kudos to anyone that that actually plans it all out and had been planning for it so i mean I, i've seen our friend our good friend tn's just saying you know whatever whatever you want to do like it's your decision just go for it so yeah. um there's going to be I people out there pushing agendas but I, i'm not one of those people <laughs> yeah i mean there's always people out there that just want you to think that their strategy is the best i mean i I, I think that there's multiple strategies that work for each team. Yeah. Um, as long as you have a strategy that's well thought out and then you just execute it and kind of stick with it, then I think you can go well regardless of which strategy you choose. So yeah, um, I really don't necessarily think there's one that's better than the other, but just have one and stick to it and yeah. execute it and then see how you go. I like it. Wise words indeed. Well, that seems like a good place to take a break because on the other side, we're going to preview the upcoming game week. Okay, welcome back to the FPL Sunday podcast and looking ahead to game week 27, it's another round, Andrew, where all the games kick off at 2 a.m. We are robbed of an early kickoff once again. Stitch up. Yeah, we, you know, hashtag justice for Australians. <laughs> yeah. Aren't the Premier League thinking about the people on the eastern seaboard of Australia when they're setting these schedules? Clearly not. We are the minority. <laughs> we are. We are. How dare they think thought... about their own fans in their country? <laughs> Outrageous. I, I think. Um. I think the reason for no early game is because of the midweek FA Cup games. Like they didn't want teams to have like a hundred and twenty minutes and then pens and then have like an early game. Mm. on the sunday maybe um but anyway we suffer we suffer but i will probably be suffering because the first game kicking off at 2 a.m is brentford against chelsea so another oh. west london derby brentford have a fairly good record against chelsea actually um now what the effects of chelsea um you know playing two pretty competitive cup fixtures the last few days will, will tell on this side but i'm, I'm not too sure but I think it's a good fixture for owners like yourself that have Tony. I think that this is a good fixture for anyone that has attacking assets from either side. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, like it's you're right. Like Chelsea are going to be knackered after playing, um, you know, two cup games, but they are, you know, they are on a high after actually, you know, winning this morning against Leeds. Um, the issue that Brentford have got is, as I said before, both of their first choice central defenders are potentially injured, um, and their defense is is that is horrible without those guys you know like i think ben me went off in the 60th minute and then he was, he was replaced by collins and then so you had like collins and ayer oh, the yeah. central defensive pairing and four minutes later five foot three jared bowen had an uncontested header <laughs> from like five yards um for his hat trick so i think that tells you everything you need to know about the brentford central defense um so yeah very good game if you held on to Cole Palmer. Very good game for him. But I do agree with you that Chelsea's defense is not significantly more impressive than, than Brentford's. So um, if you are a Tony owner like me, hopefully I'll, I'll get something from him because I've had two blanks in a row from him now. Yeah, I, I think it's it's going to be a really good fixture for him. Um, now, this morning in the Cup, um, Bobby Sanchez was backing goals for Chelsea, but I'm fully expecting Petrovic to be backing because, yeah, Sanchez did not look assured at all, especially when he had the I ball at his feet. Has done a, he's done a great job, hasn't he? Like yeah, since I, I he's think been, he's done really... Since he's come in. Yeah, I think he's done really good. So um, Yeah, I think that um, Sanchez can just be the cup keeper now. Yeah, well, just not at all. <laughs> yeah, well, sits on, that, yeah. sits on the bench. Anyway, um, up next is the Dave Moyes derby, Everton, West Ham. So um, the, will there be more love for Bowen? Um, after his hat-trick heroics. Who cares? You've already got him in, so it doesn't really yeah. matter to you. Well, yeah, but, I mean, this might sound crazy. You know, I always say something that sounds crazy every week, but I'm actually <laughs> at my my bus team. I've got Bowen on the bench this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't know who else to bench in that. In uh, you know, I've got eight attackers, and I just don't know who else to bench. So I really don't like the idea of benching Bowen after he's just got a, a hat-trick, but... I don't think away to Everton is a great attacking fixture for West Ham. Like Everton, are, um, they're pretty gritty at home. I, yeah. I can see that being kind of like on the lower end of the scoring scale, like a 1-1 type fixture. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be wide. They're not going to roll the red carpet out for them. No. So, yeah, I don't think that it's as good a fixture for Bowen as the um, as the Brentford one was or, or as the uh, Burnley one will be next week. So, um, mm. but yeah, could be. It, I, I just don't think it's a great fixture for FPL because, I, as I said, I don't necessarily like either team for a clean sheet, but I also don't like a lot of goals in that game. Yeah, and um, Everton might be buoyed as well because their 10-point deduction got reduced to six. Yeah, um, earlier did. in the week, so that's that's a, a little bit of a lift um, for them. It eases the pressure just a little bit more. Yeah, I think they'll. I think they really will um, have like a bit of a mental or emotional um, bounce from that news. So, um, yeah, Goodison Park could be rocking. Yeah, extra good, extra Goodison. <laughs> very, it could be very Goodison Park if you know what I mean. <laughs> Um, Fulham hosting Brighton. So, yeah, a stupid now known as here probably thinking, oh, this is a good fixture for him, but not if he's going to be on the bench once again. But, yeah, Fulham Fulham shocked everyone with that win at United. And I did not give them a snowball's chance in hell because there was no pull in yeah. I think William was yeah. out as well. Um, that, you know, Munoz has been playing pretty good up top, but still expected them up against an inform United to to not really have much joy and you know, they come away with all three points. Yeah. I mean, in hindsight, I can see how it happened because, you know, Inform United is really just Inform Hoyland and without Hoyland, they look lost. <laughs> but um, you're right about the the Paulinia thing because he's missed quite a bit of time this season. And I think this is the first, I think this is the first game they've looked good without Paulinia. Yeah. Um, so I really expected them to struggle and I, I guess we'll find out this week whether Fulham are actually, you know, going to like playing all right even without Polina, or whether it was just the Manchester United effect and Manu were just terrible. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I think that Brighton can exploit that midfield a bit um, with Polina out. Um, but uh, once again, like I'm not seeing a clean sheet for either team. No, no, I don't see any clean sheets here too. And I mean, it's a fixture. I might want to play Lamptey in as well, but I'm not confident that he's 
he's going to start well, he's, either. He's he's flagged, isn't he? Yeah, he's flagged. He's like he's yeah. Lamptey's perma flag. He's perma flagged. Yeah. <laughs> if it's yellow, is a good result for him. If it's <laughs> if it's yellow, not red. But, Usually, um, but um, it's a very uh, good fixture for Pascal Gross. So yeah, you'd be that's what I was about to, to say. Him. Very. Yeah. I mean, the, the fixtures for for Brighton, like in the the short term and long term, are just really good. So yeah, it's um. I'm really enjoying having um, Pascal in there, so I'm hoping for some more points. Hopefully, hopefully, some goals to go with those three bonus points that he picks up um, every single week. And then we've got Newcastle Wolves, so um, both both teams winning their respective FA Cup matches during the week, which will, which will help them. But you mentioned before that this is probably a better fixture for the Huang owners, but now he's picked up that hamstring injury; he's not going to be playing and. Yeah, Newcastle aren't exactly flying, but expect them maybe at home to maybe yeah. do a bit better. Well, Newcastle were absolute dog shit in the They're FA Cup. They at the back. They yeah. were so bad. <laughs> um, so, you know, like, because Blackburn aren't doing particularly well in the championship. Like, no, they're, they're towards not. the bottom. Um, and, yeah, like, they looked like, Newcastle looked like they, they named a pretty strong side. Well, because they don't um, have they that looked, many few players anyway. <laughs> well, that's true. But they looked like they were at the right level playing against Blackburn in that game. Like I watched a, a fair chunk of that game um, and it was they were terrible. So I think this is a good fixture for Wolves. I know it's away from home, but um, Newcastle, just their defense isn't as solid at home as, as it once was. I think it's a great fixture for Neto, great fixture for, you know, Sarabia. Um, unfortunate for Huang owners, that's for sure. Um, yeah. But once again, I'm not seeing a clean sheet on either side of this one. Yeah, it's it's um yeah it's a it's a tricky one on on paper to sort of see how it's going to go. But yeah, I'd I'd, I'd probably favour Wolves just with the way that they've played in some of those other big games, even away from home. Like it doesn't really really matter yeah. too much. Um, well, because Newcastle Newcastle are going to attack; they're going to be on the front foot, and and that plays right into the Wolves' hands because Wolves are at their best when they're counter attacking and. Newcastle's defense is out of form and slow. Yeah. Um, so I think it will, I think Newcastle's defense will get exploited. Um, yeah. So it, it, again, it could be a pretty high scoring game and it could go either way, but there's going to be goals, I think. It will be goals. Um, Forest hosting Liverpool. So yeah, Liverpool, you know, the League Cup winners, congrats to them. Um, sigh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but because I mean, this game is also at two AM, like when all the others kick off. But I wonder if we we usually get some leaks with Liverpool, yeah. And I wonder if we get any news about Salah prior to to this game because that might sort of set a few transfers um, going in the community. I think I I think so. Like, there's a few um there's a few wild cards floating around this week, and I think yeah, if you're on wild card and then. If you're on wildcard, I think you might want to have like a Salah draft um, because if he's if he's on the bench, um, then you might want to like I don't think he's going to start, but if he's on the bench, then you might want to include him because you know it, I guess it shows that he's kind of back and ready to go from from 28. Um, yeah, but I mean Salah and and Darwin looked alright when they were hurdling the. Um, the hurdling the stands to celebrate the win against Chelsea. So they can't be too far away from returning. Yeah. Yeah. Darwin's just a nutcase. <laughs> he is, but you know, he's a lovable nutcase. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, not. Not, maybe not if you're a Chelsea fan right now. <laughs> I'll be honest. As soon as the ref blew the whistle, like I just, I turned off the stream straight away and I just, just sold, went back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's reasonable. That's a yeah. reasonable res- response. <laughs> Um, Spurs hosting Crystal Palace. Um, yeah, Hong Min Sun, probably, you know, probably one of the f- um, favorable options in, in this fixture. But yeah, Palace, uh, we saw Palace under Glasner the last two games basically playing with a back three. So expecting to yep. see very similar. Um, Eze made a, made a return in the last game week as well. But we joked last, last game week that Palace would get the win against Burnley with goals from AU and and schlup, schlup. but we'll, yeah. we'll close. It was Mateta. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. It was. We were close. We should have had um, Mateta yeah, on our bingo card. We should have had Mateta on the, the Palace bingo card. But, I mean, I, they, they are showing that there is a new manager bounce happening there. Yeah. Um, 
but you can only bounce so high. You know what I mean? When you're working with a flat ball, you can only bounce so high. So um, I still think Spurs at home are going to have too much for them. Madison, good pick. Sun, good pick. It looks like Adogi might be back and fit. True. Um, we don't know about Poro. That's, that's we the We don't know issue. about Poro. And there's that rumor that's just started floating around um, tonight, our time about Richarlison. So uh, we'll find out about those guys. But even with those guys out, you know, I, I like Spurs um, to kind of take care of business at home against Palace. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. And then, um, yeah, Luton hosting Aston Villa. Um, yeah, great fixture for, you know, a lot of us who, who have sort of like jumped in on, on the Villa assets, but I'm hoping Moreno plays more than 59 minutes this game week. <laughs> I don't know. You're feeling like a three-two again. Yeah, it feels like that. It feels like it's got goals this game. I feel like I feel like Doughty is going to get multiple assists in a losing oh, team. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, two two assists for Doughty. Probably bloody Douglas Louise will score another another goal and assist and three bonus or something. Um, yeah, I think it's going. I think I can see it being another kind of two all three. Oh no, probably three-two, even four-two again. Villa just yeah. their defense is very sketchy, but. So is Luton's. Yeah, yeah. But Villa probably a bit more clinical up front. Yeah. Yeah. And they have had a couple of decent performances away from home recently. Like they're still much better at home, but they can perform away from home against the lesser sides. Um, we've seen that. So yeah, I think Villa, but high scoring again. Mm, and then um the next day the fixtures of Burnley hosting Bournemouth. Now Reports so uh, Dom Solanke wasn't in the side um, in the FA Cup game the other day, and Ariola Iriola oh, I can't even remember what his name is. Iriola <laughs> Iriola yep. um, was sort of saying that um, Dom's had an MRI scan on his knee. Now that probably sounds bad, but it's probably just very standard um, with any type of injury. It's just what they do, just to eliminate yep. worst case scenarios. So um, I'm not too concerned. Um, I I'd probably still be starting Solanke because if he's named in the side, I, I would expect him to start. If he's fit enough to yeah. feature, I think he's going to start. It's not. It's a ninety or zero situation. That, that's it, that's what I feel. I feel like yeah. if there's a 50-50 chance, I'm going to have to start him. I do. Um, I do have a vague memory when I was watching. Uh, I watched the Man City Bournemouth game. I do have a vague memory of a moment in that game where Solanke did go down clutching at his knee and he kind of soldiered through after that. Yeah. Um, so I do think that there is a real injury. I don't think it's like an FA Cup made up injury. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess we just don't know what the um, what the results of this MRI are going to be and whether we're going to actually get honest information in the press conference. I'm not sure what Iriola's like. Is he, is he a lying manager or is he oh. going to tell us? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I guess, I mean, Burnley is such a great fixture, but it's oh. definitely going to be enough to put people off from um, bringing in Solanke if they don't already have him. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, I mean, I think if he's fit for game week 28, he's going to be almost, almost uh, you know, 100% in 100% of teams. But, yeah, with this injury cloud, I don't know about bringing him in for this game unless we get concrete information that he's fit. Yeah, that's a that's a tricky one. And then um the Manchester Derby, City against United now. Memories of this fixture last year when Harlan got a hat trick, Foden got a hat trick. We've seen in the Ten Hag era, United in big games often get flogged. <laughs> yep. And all signs are pointing to another pretty poor performance for United heading into this game with the injuries and just I mean, the performances in general have not been Impressive. They give up so many opportunities when you watch them. And the fact yep. that they allowed Fulham multiple times to, you know, run freely at their own goal, that is concerning, yep. especially when you just saw Kevin De Bruyne, you know, put balls on a platter for Erling Haaland for, you know, 60 odd minutes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Like I I think that this is going to be at least 4 0. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I can't see Man United scoring. Like Hoyland's not there. They uh, they they just they don't look good at all um, in attack. I just don't think Man City are going to give them anything. Um, so yeah, I, I really think it's going to be like a four nil to Man City. That that'd be my prediction. Yeah, 
Yeah, I suppose if you think there's going to be a lot of goals here, chances are Allen's going to be involved in maybe half of them. Yeah. That's probably yeah. what's swaying my captaincy decision here to go with with Haaland compared to, you know, Saka who is up against Sheffield United. Yeah, I think that there were, I think there was a real conversation about who the captain was going to be this week um until we had Haaland score like five goals in midweek and <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne play 90 minutes because obviously Kevin De Bruyne being fit is good for Haaland and Haaland scoring five goals is good for Haaland. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I, I really thought that there was going to be quite a few people going for Saka um, this week, but I just don't know that anyone is really going to um, go through with it after what we've seen in the midweek. Mm. Uh, it'd be interesting. Do you think that Saka is going to be over 100 or do you think that everyone's just going to bottle it and Captain Haaland? I think Saka is going to be over 100 still uh, just because okay. his performances the last what, five weeks have warranted that. But I still think that Haaland is probably going to be the he's the guy, the go-to guy, yeah. I mean, we, we've yeah. seen the last few weeks, like he's been getting the XG. He just hasn't been converting it, which was the opposite of last season. He overperformed his XG. Yeah, um, The last few weeks hasn't been that case and it just happened midweek that – all the stars aligned for him this week. It was just a classic, like it was like a last season Harland performance. Yeah. And I mean, what we know about Harland is that when he's on a heater, yeah, um, he's... he just keeps going. You yeah. Know, like there's nothing stopping him from scoring three hat tricks in a row. Um, yeah. It's not like you see him score five in the FA Cup and you're like, oh, well, I've missed his points now. Like he, there's nothing stopping him from doing it again and again. So, yeah, yeah I do, I do like Harland this week. Yeah, big game for him too. And then, yeah, as I mentioned, Sheffield United hosting Arsenal. Jeez, this, I mean, choose what the final score is going to be. How much do Arsenal win by here? <laughs> um, What do you reckon? Five. Do you reckon? Well, they've been uh, putting, putting five past they, a lot of teams recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Sheffield United, I think, are just going to... Um, just park the bus and and try to frustrate Arsenal. And I don't know how successful they're going to be. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think it might not be as bad as um, as some of the recent results that Arsenal have had. It could be, you know, 3-0 maybe in oh, my yeah. mind. But yeah, I think that Sheffield United at home and Arsenal away, it's just, yeah, they might frustrate Arsenal at least for a little while. Um, and it, I don't think, it, I don't know that it's going to run away from them like it had, like, yeah, like Arsenal have run away from a couple of teams recently. I tell you what, really good game if you've got the double Arsenal defence, which you know yeah. many managers out there do have. Yeah, I'm very jealous of people that have got Gabriel and Saliba. Like, yeah, yeah, I can't see Sheffield United scoring in this game. Yeah, it looks it looks really really tricky um, for them. But anyway, let's um, quickly talk about possible transfer plans for us. Now, I actually don't know what I'm going to do because I already have, like you, I've got benching headaches. So I'm not really thinking, earlier on the week, I was thinking, yeah, KDB probably has to go. He's a bit of a problem. But now that he played the 90 against um, Luton and was just on fire, yeah, Yeah. like we're talking about, there's goals in that Manchester derby. He will be involved. Yeah, I I don't think that Pep would have played in 90. Big game, Kev. I don't think Pep would have played him 90 if he didn't think that he was, you know, fit and ready to play 90 yeah. again against Manchester United. So, yeah, like I think um, I've got a benching headache as well. I mean, mm. we talked about it earlier. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind actually getting a bit of your thoughts, you know, on my benching dilemma, to be honest, because I've got Richarlison home to Palace, Foden home to United, Saka away to Sheffield United, Palmer away to Brentford, Tony home to Chelsea, Haaland, um, Watkins away to Luton. Like, is there any of those that you would bench instead of Bowen away from yeah. e- away to Everton? Yeah, it's it's hard to bench any of them. So... It is it is really hard to, to bench over. You, it sounds really stupid, but you'd almost want the Richarlison news that he's out yeah. because it just makes almost... the decision for you. Yeah, as long as he's only out for the one week, yeah. that'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah that's that'd right. be perfect. It solves um, all your issues. It does, it does. But it, my, I mean, all of my main issues really are at the back because I've got a Stupinan, I've got Pau Torres. <laughs> so they're both minutes risks for different reasons. I've got Pedro Porro, he's a risk as well. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, yeah, I, I could end up with two defenders this week if I'm really unlucky. Yeah. Um, but having said all that, I think I I think the information that I can get in the next week or so 
um, is more valuable than you know what I can get out of a transfer. So I think the, I'm leaning towards rolling my transfer this week. So I've got two for that double game week in 28. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully by a game, well, by double game week 28, we'll know. You know, is Solanke injured? Is he not? Um, and if he is, is Adebayo injured or is he not? Because I think if Solanke's injured, people are going to start looking towards Luton forwards. Um, and we don't know which Luton forward is um, is going to be the one playing in the double game week. So I think yeah. having two transfers in game week 28 is going to be valuable. Um, yeah, because I, like, I haven't decided which, yeah, which uh, assets from that double game week I really want. So, yeah, I think I'm looking at rolling. Yeah, yeah, probably a good idea. Get get that more info. Um, you got that squad depth there, but yeah, a little bit unlucky with Torres and a stupid on it. And and yeah. I suppose if you ha- if you were forced to make a transfer, a defensive one, you'd probably get rid of a stupid on because he's yeah. blanking anyway in twenty nine. The others could be fit by twenty nine anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I'd get rid of a stupid on for um, you know, for a, probably a Luton or. Yeah, like probably a Doughty. defender to be honest. I'd probably go a stupid to Doughty if I was going yeah. to do anything because yeah. he's going to add to my numbers in 29. He's going to have the double in 20. I, I quite like Luton's double in 28. Yeah, I know that they're they're both away from home, but they're you know they're decent fixtures away to Bournemouth and away to Crystal Palace. Um, are two decent fixtures. So, but I'm just not going to make a defensive transfer this week. Like if I get one point from a Stupinan again then who cares? Like no one's keeping clean sheets anyway. It's one point instead of two. Yeah, um, true. So I'm not too stressed about it. Mm, yeah, good good point there. Um, anyway, now it's time for Goodwill Punting where we look at a differential for the game week. And we came up trumps last game week. We Our Goodwill Punts combined for the goal. So you had Sarabia for the goal. I had out eight Nauri for the assist. Yep. And yep. uh, yeah, we, we we cleaned up there. Yeah, you, more like twelve now, because you got twelve <laughs> points from that. And um, yeah, I I was uh when I saw that I got my goodwill punting had the only goal of the game. I was very excited until I realised that it was assisted by your goodwill punting, and you got the clean sheet as well. So yeah, you've won that one, twelve points to ten. That's um, oh, I think that's we probably, both. I think we both win that. I think that the segment of goodwill punting is the real winner this week. <laughs> True, the listeners are the winners. <laughs> yeah, for, for once we got it right. <laughs> that's definitely the first time I think we've ever both picked yeah. a ball. So, um, good job, us. Yay to us giving ourselves um, a pat on the back. Um, this week, though, who's the selection? Uh, for oh, for Google punting, yes. Uh, I have gone for uh, McAllister, Mac Ten this week. Mac 10. So he's yeah, just with all of the um injuries that Liverpool have got at the moment, um, he's probably going to be on penalties if there's no Darwin and there's no Salah. Mac 10 is going to be on pens, oh, yeah. and he seems to be playing a slightly more attacking role with all the injuries that they've got, like more yeah. of a number ten, which is you know what he was used to um at Brighton. That's all right. Um, so yeah, I think especially if you are planning on free hitting in twenty nine, so you don't mind bringing in someone who doesn't have a fixture in twenty nine, I think he's a really good punt, and he's um, and he's about the same price as Huang as well. So it's a it's a really convenient kind of Huang to uh, to McAllister kind of yeah. punt um, if you need someone to replace Huang. So yeah, he's my go. He's he's yeah, like I said, he's only three percent owned, and um, yeah, he's he's looked really good. Uh, the last few weeks. So, I like it. Solid pick. Yeah. Decent fixture um, against Nottingham Forest, even though it's away from home. Yeah, I like it. Um, myself, I'm going with Cobra Kai Havertz. So 7.1 million, 1.8% now. Arsenal scoring goals for fun at the moment. Um, Kai's got back-to-back goal and assist games. So he's in red-hot form. He's involved in everything. He seems to be getting yeah, – he's just vibing with that Arsenal – forward line and midfield yeah. so well at the moment. So it seems to be timing his runs really well. But, yeah, I think against Sheffield United, I think there's definitely more points to be had. Yeah, he's looking more and more like a really good signing for Arsenal when at the start of the season he looked like he was going to be a bit of a flop. Yeah. Um, I, like, yeah. I really like him as a pick. Like he's just gaining in, he's, he's gaining in confidence. He's gaining, um, you know, his combinations with the rest of the Arsenal team. It seems to be fitting in well now. Yeah. So, yeah, great pick. Only less than 2% owned. Mm, 
Mm. So, yeah, going with Kai Havertz. So, um, now it's time for O Captain, my captain. Now, you've picked the captaincy picks for this game because I'm not arguing with them. So, who are you going with? Um, yeah, we'll go through them fairly quickly because I think we've already talked about it a bit. So, I've gone Harlan, number one, home to Man United. You know, I wouldn't be shocked to see him score another hat full of goals. Mm-hmm. Number two, Saka, away to Sheffield United, playing a bad team in red-hot form. So, I think he's a good shout as well. Um, and then the third kind of outside pick I've gone for is Sun home to Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah, solid. I, I like, yeah, I, I like the order of Harland and Saka. That's what I was thinking yeah. of too. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think KDB is the worst shout either if you wanted to go saucy this week. <laughs> that option is available to you, Pete. Other options are available. So um, anyway, now it's time to have a look at the FPL side at Mini League and Mahesh Sharma still leads the way on 1,723 points. Drew Potter coming in second. Matthew Bai coming in third with Schalke Lube, um, Payne in the ass in fourth and Thomas Lloyd sitting there in fifth. Andrew, Andrew, you are close to the graphics, my friend. You're coming. Oh, I'm getting there. Do, do, 17th, <laughs> up to 17th. Yeah. Um, and, and you're a, up a couple of places as well. So 47, yeah. baby. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. It's a slow climb. Yeah. You, yeah. You make it, making those gains. So not, not long, not long to go. And you, you, you might be pushing that top 10 sooner rather than later. Oh, that'd be great if I can keep the run going. I, I, I just know that there's a big fat red arrow around the corner, but. I'm enjoying the run while I can. Enjoy it. In, indeed, you deserve it. So manager of the game week was Jalang Saitawan with their side, Judy Online FC. I don't know what that means, but um, it sounds it sounds odd, Judy Online. Like Judge, I was thinking Judge Judy. <laughs> I, got, I think it means something to, to them. So that's the yeah. main thing. Whatever it is to them, it, it means the world. But yeah, 87 points, so... Ariola in goals, Maguire with the six points because Maguire got got a goal, first goal for for quite a while. Ah, yeah, um, yeah. Walker did not play. Branthwaite nine points, so another goal there. Bowen with the twenty points, like you, all aboard the Bowen train. Yep. Saka ten, De Bruyne zero, Douglas Louise fifteen, Solanke two, Watkins with the eighteen, and Harland with the five. So, considering Jelang so Watkins. Captain, Captain yeah, Watkins yeah. and had a Walker donut and a De Bruyne donut in their side, but yeah, managed to have the Bowen Hall, the Douglas Louise Hall. Yeah, captaining the right player and two goals from your two only playing defenders. That's um, easy. It's what, easy, isn't what's it? The, what's the game week rank for that? Uh, for that, that's huge. Yeah, that's a good good question. Let's have that's... a let's have a quick look. So yeah, the game week rank was forty six k. So that's juicy. That is juicy. So yeah, well done on that for the game week. So before we finish up, remember you can follow us on the socials at FPL Cynet for myself and at Andrew to get all those juicy Bowen hauls. You got to be following him, people at FPL underscore point break. And remember to hit the like and subscribe, be a retweets and likes. Um, We love to see it. So um, finishing up now. Um, anything you want to add before we end this marvelous night of recording on this bonus day? Yes, that's right. The 29th of Feb. The no, 29th. Nothing, nothing, nothing to add. I think we covered everything. Yeah, just bowing for life. <laughs> yeah, forever for blowing life. bubbles. Yeah, until yeah. I bench him this week. Were you watching Green Street Hooligans? Like, just because now you're like proper hammer now? <laughs> No, not quite. <laughs> well, look out, FPL West Ham. There's a new FPL West Ham uh, stand account on Twitter. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Oh, you'll love to see it. Anyway, thanks for joining us this week. Good luck for the upcoming game week, and we'll chat to you guys next week. And let your defensive sheets be clean and your arrows green. See you, managers. 